here we go. Welcome to episode number one of She's Unstoppable, the podcast. I am Sarah Dan. I am going to be your host as we set out on this journey. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I hope that you are excited to be here. This is something, launching a podcast, um, this is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time, but it's been this thing that I, it was that goal that I kind of put on the pedestal and I made a really big deal. Um, and it is t- finally time to launch. It's finally time to move forward with it. And so again, I'm so excited about this. I hope that you are excited. Thank you for being here. If you know me already, hi, thank you for following me over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Um, And if you're brand new to me, welcome. I am really looking forward to getting to know you, sharing all about business and the things that I care about the most when it comes to you being the most unstoppable version of yourself and really kicking ass in your business and whatever it is that you're setting out to do. Um, I'm a business coach. I've been in business for a little over six and a half years now. Um, what you need to know about me is that I'm transparent. I am honest. I am happy and ready and willing to kick your ass and give you the tough love when you need it. My goal is to be honest and unedited and real and really ultimately more than anything right? My passion, the thing that I'm most excited about, the thing that I get the most fired up about is helping women make money doing really cool shit, right? Like that is what I live for. Um, And this podcast is really dedicated to that, right? Not only am I going to be bringing people on that are going to share their journey and share what they've been through in doing that and making that happen for themselves, right? But I want to share with you and teach you and, and give you the best of the best that I've learned over the past six and a half years in doing that myself. Um, I'm going to share with you in this episode a little bit more about my journey, but really what I want you to understand is that six and a half years ago, I was just a girl who had an idea, who was interested in something, who had a skill and decided that she wanted to turn it into a business. I wasn't somebody with tons of money in the bank or somebody who came from a bunch of money, right? I made this shit happen for myself relentlessly, right? By being unstoppable, if you will. And so again, this podcast is my effort to share that with you because more than anything else in the world, I want to show you whether you're new in business or whether you're maybe struggling a little bit in business right now, um, or you're that girl who's sitting in a cubicle of a decent, good, quote unquote job, right? But you know that you were made for more. I hate that saying because I feel like it's so overused and kind of cliche, but all of us, right, we're meant for more than just going to a job that we hate, working for somebody else, making somebody else money, and right? And so for me, I, I always feel like an old lady when I say this, but I feel like we are so fucking fortunate that we are living in this time that we can take something that we love. I don't care if it's food or it's, um, you know, business and marketing or whether it's freaking trying on bikinis. Like I always think of the girls from a bikini a day who are like making massive amounts of money because of the fact that they take, they started taking pictures of themselves by looking hot in bikinis, right? We live in this time where we can take what we love, take what we enjoy doing and get in front of other people thanks to the internet, thanks to social media and make massive amounts of money and be as free as humanly possible by doing the things that we enjoy. And so again, for me, that is what fires me up more than fucking anything. And I hope that this is a podcast for you that helps you either do that or help you helps you get a little bit further on your journey in doing that. Right. And so again, naturally episode number one I felt like the really smart place to start was my own story right not because I want to sit here and talk to you about myself all day long obviously Um, but like I said earlier I am somebody who launched my business with nothing 
with nothing, right? And so if I did it, not to be corny, but if I did it, I know that you can do it if you have the drive and if you have the hunger and if you have the motivation. And so I want to, again, share a little bit with you about how I was able to do that, the things that I think were the most important, the things that I would have done differently um, to hopefully inspire you and push you on your own journey. So we go back to, um, it was about 2008, I got a job as a marketing coordinator for a small local business that did large format printing. So if you don't know what that is, and I certainly wouldn't have understood what that was years ago, but it's the big stuff, right? We did banners and posters and trade show displays and vehicle wraps. Um, It was my first job out of college. I was a communications major and my father pushed me to finally get a job and stop bartending after, um, after graduation. And so I found a job with this company and I was in charge of all things marketing, right? Everything from helping, uh, sending out samples to potential clients, setting up appointments with those potential clients, um, everything that in terms of getting new customers, you know, going to networking events on, uh, after work. That was my job, right? And I surprisingly, even though I never knew anything about that industry before, I surprisingly fell in love with my job and I fell in love with marketing. And I really loved the industry. I really loved what we were doing. And I really loved, again, the the excitement and the motivation of like meeting new people and getting them in the door with our company. Um, But about five years in at that business, I started feeling how I'm sure a lot of you may or may not feel right now. Um, I remember it so vividly. I remember sitting at my desk. I can remember exactly the way that I was sitting. And I remember I just had like a ton of stuff to do. um, And I felt like I had to cram everything into that weekend. I was feeling a little bit stressed out about it. And I remember just feeling like, is this how I'm going to live for the rest of my life until I retire. Is this going to be it? I have two weeks of vacation. I'm barely making enough to pay my student loans. It feels so like like I'm on such a hamster wheel. It felt so day in and day out. It was the same kind of thing. Week after week, it was the same kind of thing. And I remember just having this moment where I was like, there has to be more to all of this than doing this every single day. There has to be more to life than this, right? And so I had the idea. I feel like at this time, I really didn't know anything about online marketing or online business. And I basically thought that I, you know, invented the um, concept of freelancing. But I remember in that moment feeling like, okay, if I were to start my own business or if I were to do my own thing, what would that look like? Right. And I was recognizing, especially from going to these networking events after work and talking to these small local business owners who had no idea what they were doing in terms of marketing, I was like, these people need help. And I can give them that help, right? I could work for them. You know, these were companies who couldn't afford maybe a full-time marketing coordinator and they couldn't necessarily afford an agency, but they needed that marketing help because they didn't know what they were doing. And I felt like I could help them a couple hours a week, right? Five hours a week, 10 hours a week. I could put in the work to really help them and really figure out what they needed to do to bring in those new customers um, for a really affordable rate for them, right? And I'll talk about that. I was way too affordable, right? But we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, And so I had this idea and I was kind of like, oh my God, like I, maybe I'll do this in a year. And the more I got excited about it, I'm like, maybe I'll do this in like six months. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm basically ready to quit my job. Like I'm, I I can do this. I know that I can do this. And it was so funny because once I got that idea in my head, I kind of had that senioritis, right? It was like every single day at work felt worse and worse and worse because I just then at that point, even a job that I had previously loved, I was so ready to get out. So I remember walking into my boss's office, closing the door and my boss loved me. I, you know, ran that company basically. And I remember he had just said this look of 
of fear on his face like oh my god she's leaving um and I let him know I gave him I think I gave him a month rather than just two weeks because I feel like I had been I did so much at that company um so I gave him my notice I let him know that I would be moving on um and I kind of made it my mission after that point to really get clients and get in the door with people however possible. So um, I basically knew that, okay, I'll, I'll work for clients basically for somewhere between five and 10 hours a week. I knew exactly how much I wanted to charge. I did everything from searching on Craigslist and finding companies that were looking for marketing help. Maybe they were looking for a full-time employee, but I could reach out to them and introduce myself. I asked everybody I knew for referrals. I joined websites like Elance and I would check them multiple times a day. I don't think Elance is a company anymore I think it's sold to like Upwork I think it's called um but at that time it was a freelancing website where people were you know posting their freelance jobs that they needed and I was scouring that a couple different times a day trying to find different jobs and I just hustled and I I dug and I made it happen right um at a really low price and again I'll talk about that in a little bit <laughs> a little bit but at the end of the day what I one of the biggest lessons that I want to kind of talk about here is that I made it happen right? I am not necessarily sitting here saying to quit your job before you're ready. Because at this point, I quit my job. I had a couple hundred dollars in the bank. I had thousands of dollars worth of credit cards and student loans. I was not realistically in a good place to quit my job, right? I wasn't at all. But the way that I went about looking at this was like, if I have to bang on every single door in New Jersey, where I lived at the time where I'm from, um, if I have to bang on every single door in New Jersey and introduce myself to every freaking pizzeria and, you know, what spa in the city, I'm going to do that, right? I, I, from a very early point in my business, I just kind of decided that I was going to leap and, you know, hope the net appeared, as they say. And so one thing that I want to say about this is that I talk to so many women who, are unhappy in their jobs, they're unhappy in what they're doing, but the prospect of quitting feels so hard and and so scary. And now don't get me wrong, at this point I was I think 28 years old, I didn't have kids, I didn't have a mortgage. I would argue that maybe my situation was a little less scary than if again, you're the breadwinner for your family and those kind of things, right? But I want to just drill home the point here that when you have to make things happen, in my experience, is when you make things happen. I talk about this a lot with my clients, but I feel like such a big part of why my business has been successful over the past six and a half years is because I have never been available for it not being successful. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I hope I make money this week or I hope things work out. It was like, things have to work out and I'm going to do whatever I need to do until they work out, right? And so I want to, again, share that with you and remind you of that. If you are somebody right now who I, I know we're going to have a lot of lists that are maybe working on their side hustle, but they have a full-time job that they're afraid to let go, right? I want you to really bank on yourself. And again, that's something that I'm really proud that I've done from the very beginning. I've always bet on myself. I've always known that I was going to be okay because not being okay has never been an option. I say this often, and I don't mean to say this in an arrogant way, but I am somebody who, from a very early age, was like, I'm going to figure things out and I'm going to make things happen 
no matter what. I, I'm not somebody who like settles for not having an answer or settles for not having a solution. And don't get me wrong, sometimes that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's like this wonderful trait that I have, right? Sometimes I don't know when to leave things alone. But I'm fully convinced, like aside from, no, like I, if I had to figure out how to do brain surgery, like, I don't know, like I feel like I would figure it out. I know I wouldn't really, but you know what I'm saying? I would find the answer. I would Google until my fingers bled. Like I'm somebody who I always figure out how to do something. Again, I don't settle for not having answers. And I'm going to talk about this in the next episode, but I think it's such a big part of what sets women and people successful people essentially apart from those who aren't succeeding the way that they want to right they don't settle for not having the answers they don't settle for not for allowing things to not happen the way that they want to and so again the biggest point that I want to share with you right now is that if you are somebody who wants to start a business right again I'm not sitting here necessarily saying quit your job although I think that's a really smart thing for many of you to do I want you to go into building a business I want you to go into starting a business from the mindset of it's happening non-negotiably and I'm not just going to hope and pray for success. I am going to create success and I'm not going to stop doing the things, taking the action, uncovering every, you know, every, every possible every possible solution until I get to where I want to be, right? And again, I feel like that's such a big part of what sets apart those that succeed and those that don't. And for you, I just want you to, again, settle into this place where you were like, I am making things happen non-negotiably. And when you do that, I feel quitting the job, even though, yeah, it's probably still a little bit scary, it becomes a little less scary because you've decided. You've decided at this point that you were going to make things happen. Again, non-negotiably. I know I'm repeating myself here, but non-negotiably. I want you to believe and trust and have the faith that your success is non-negotiable and act freaking accordingly. Because guess what? If you are negotiable to that success, that's exactly what you're going to find, right? And, you know, just a quick side note on that as well. One of the things that I often hear is women who feel as though they have a secure quote unquote job, right? And number one, I think we could have a whole conversation around what what job is really secure, right? Because people are getting laid off and fired and businesses are closing every single day. So really, what is a secure job? But for me, nothing is as secure as the faith that I have in myself to succeed, I can always bet on myself. I can't bet on this business closing or this, you know, this company keeping me, keeping my position. I can't bet on those things, but I can bet on myself. I trust myself. And again, I want you to bet on yourself. I want you to know and have the faith and have the trust that you will always succeed because you are not available for anything else, right? Okay. So, I start my freelance business and I'm getting clients. I worked with everybody from uh, a kitchen and bath remodeling company to a limo company. Um, I had all different types of clients and I learned a ton as a freelancer. I was kind of making it my mission. You know, coming from my previous job, I had done mostly, you know, brick and mortar B2B type marketing. So like I said before, it was a lot of setting up sales appointments. It was a lot of dropping off samples and a little bit of email marketing. It wasn't a ton of online stuff. And so So as I started working with more clients, it was a situation where I was really making it my mission to learn more and more about marketing and more and more about what was going to help them. And so, for example, if I had a company that it felt like they would benefit from Pinterest, okay, I was taking a Pinterest course to learn more about Pinterest so I could help them do it appropriately. 
Facebook ads, so on and so forth. I was really making it my mission to learn a ton of things so that I could keep evolving in terms of what I could offer my clients, right? But after about, I want to say it was about a year and a half of, you know, again, working for this client for five hours, working for this client for 10 hours. A lot of these people were paying me $20, $25 an hour. Um, I started really feeling burnt out and I started really feeling like, you know, I had started my own business essentially to be my own boss. Meanwhile, I was really anything but. Um, not to mention the fact that I was making more money than I had in my full-time job, but I was investing in myself. I was buying courses, you know, all of a sudden things like my computer I had to pay for, right? Like these were things, obviously there are costs of doing business. Um, and I want to say that, I mean, I was making ends meet, but barely, barely so. It was a kind of a situation where money was coming in, it was coming out, and I never felt secure with the money that I was making. And at this time, again, I was kind of coming to a head of like not enjoying my business anymore, not feeling like I was the boss of my own business the way that I wanted to be, which is why I started it to begin with. Um, I started learning a lot more about the online space. So I really credit people like Melanie Duncan and Amy Porterfield and, you know, then Marie Forleo for like introducing me to the world of courses, all these things that I didn't know about previously. When I took B school with Marie Forleo, I didn't know what an opt-in was. I didn't know why you should have an email list. I didn't know any of those things. And so at this point, this is like 2014 um, and I'm taking B school and I'm learning about all of these new things. And I remember having a moment where I was like, why would Melanie Duncan do a course on Pinterest when she could just help people with Pinterest? Then it was like, oh, I'm the idiot. I'm the one sitting here charging $20 an hour and working so hard for every dollar that I earn. Meanwhile, people like her are creating courses, selling them to the masses and making way more money than I could ever possibly dream of, right? And so I'm in B-School and I'm seeing all these people throw out numbers like, you know, $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month, numbers that I cannot even fathom at this point. And at first it felt really overwhelming and scary and, oh my God, I'll never make $10,000 a month. Like that, that, that sounded and that felt so crazy to me at that point. But the more that I really learned about, again, the online marketing space and the coaching space, it really made me see um, that there was a different way for me to be doing business. And so it's funny, I kind of feel like in the past six and a half years, I can really divide my business into three core chapters. Like there were a very clear separation points. So that, that freelancing space, that freelancing part of my business, that feels very much like chapter one. And once I started coaching, that felt like that feels like chapter two. I'm going to share with you chapter three, which is the chapter that I'm in right now, uh, which I'm also really proud of. I'm going to share with you more about that in a future episode. But at this point, being in B-School, I, I entered chapter two, right? That's where I was like, okay, I'm ready to not just be doing the work for people, but I'm going to take all of the expertise and the knowledge that I've acquired and essentially show people how to do it by way of coaching, by way of courses. And so the story, the part that I always want to share with you about this is, like I said, I was making okay money, but, you know, not not significant money by any means, right? Again, it was, it was coming in, it was going out, and I still consistently felt broke. Um, and so I was on this cycle, right, where I kept saying I was going to launch my coaching business, kept saying I was going to launch my courses, but I was so wrapped up with freelance work and making money there that... 
I couldn't, I just kept on this hamster wheel that I couldn't let go of the freelancing. And I never had time to start the coaching business because I was on the freelance hamster wheel. And I just had this moment, which one of my mentors, Katrina Ruth, refers to as her fuck this shit moment. And it was certainly a fuck this shit moment where I was like, okay, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And so in this moment of bravery, I literally decided to essentially fire all of my freelance clients. I let all of them know, you know, my business is evolving, my business is changing. I gave the appropriate notice. You know, there were different there was different notice per different client based on our contracts and agreements and all that kind of stuff. But I basically let them all go. I let them all go. And this was about October of 2014, I want to say. Um and so between October, maybe it was closer to November, but basically in November and December of 2014, I was wrapping up my freelance work. I was getting everything ready to launch my coaching business. And so all of those clients, they kind of paid their last invoices. And I was certainly staying in this comfort zone where it was like, okay, money was still coming in. So I didn't have to take that scary leap. You know, it was, it's like, it's like staying in your full-time business or your full-time job. I was comfortable and I wasn't yet in that place where I really had to push myself. But obviously as November came and December came and, you know, the last of the invoices were coming and getting paid and the last of my money was running out, I was like, okay, I really have to do this. I really have no choice. And so I remember so vividly um, the final week of December of 2014. I was like, all right, it's time. I'm doing this. I'm running a webinar. I'm going to run my first webinar. I don't know why, but webinars and just basically talking has always felt like something that like just feels really comfortable to me. So I'm not saying, you know, webinars and Facebook ads are the be all and end all of launching your coaching business by any means. But I was somebody who I didn't have really an organic network at that time. I wasn't marketing myself on my Facebook profile. I felt like, okay, I'm starting from scratch. And so if I'm starting from scratch and I have to get in front of people, that I don't and that I'm not yet connected to, Facebook ads seemed like my only option. So the last week of December of 2014, I decided to run Facebook ads. I want to say it was about five or seven days. I don't know exactly how long that was. I was broke. Like, let me tell you, I was broker than broke. I remember at one point I literally had like 48 cents left in my bank account. And I remember using uh, my ex, my boyfriend at the time, his grandmother had given me like a $100, I think, gift card or $150 gift card. Um, like one of those Visa gift cards for Christmas. And I literally remember using that to plug into Facebook and use that to run my Facebook ads. Now, in t back in 2014, Facebook ads were quite a bit, you know, not as expensive as they are now. So I remember getting like, I want to say like 50 people signed up for this webinar, which was a pretty good um, rate, to be honest with you, considering, you know, I was new to ads and I was new to all of this. I, I have no complaints about that number. Um, but I ran Facebook ads the last week of January, uh, excuse me, December 2014. And I remember having my webinar at noon Eastern time on January 1st, New Year's Day, which I don't know what I was thinking with that, but New Year's Day of 2015. And I ran my very first webinar. And I remember it was like five keys to spark your marketing for female entrepreneurs. Um, I was so nervous. I literally had a glass of wine before the webinar because I was a nervous wreck. I had spent days writing it out word for word, making sure that I had gotten everything that I wanted to say down. I was so nervous. And I did this webinar. 
I rushed through it. I spoke way too quickly. I still speak quickly, but really too quickly. I rushed through the pitch. Again, I was so nervous and so terrified. I remember ending the webinar. I had about 12 people live with me, 12 people live. I remember ending the webinar and just sobbing like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm going to need to get a job. I'm going to need to figure something out. I have no money. I just spent $100, which felt like a lot of money or $150, whatever it was, which felt like a lot of money at that time. I just spent this money on this webinar that totally bombed. And again, I just remember sobbing, 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 feeling like life is over. I don't know what to do. I mean, not that dramatic, but I I felt in that moment, I, I don't remember very many moments in my business that felt as heavy as that moment. Um, and I checked my email, kept checking my email, kept checking my email, kept checking my email. The call to action in the webinar was to book a discovery call with me. And like two hours later, somebody booked a discovery call with me, which literally was like the highlight of my life. Um, they booked the discovery call. We got on a call. It went well, that 30 minute initially initial free call. I sold her I want to say it was a $597 coaching package. I think it was four or five weeks. I forget exact. I remember I structured my packages a little bit weird then. Um, but it was four, four, five hundred, yeah, $597, which at that time was a huge amount of money. Remember, I'm coming from like thinking about everything from charging $20 an hour. Um, $597 felt like such a huge amount of money. And I remember like feeling like it was the biggest celebration. It was the biggest deal of my life. Um got that first client. Okay. So I made $597. I am rich, wealthy, doing so well at this point. I decided to be really smart and take that money and put it into another webinar. And so basically did the exact same thing that I did on my first webinar, but I got more people on that webinar and I signed two clients and then so on and so forth. I went in that initial month, January of 2015, I went from having like literally 48 cents in my bank account to making, I think it was like 8,000, um, I want to say like $8,100. So it was 8K. I don't remember the exact numbers at this moment in time, but it was $8,000 I wound up making at the end of that month um, with... A, February and March were about the same as that. I think maybe I was like at 6K or 7K. And then April went on to have my first five-figure month. Um, And it goes on and on. And again, I'm going to talk more about chapter three, if you will, from there. But the things that I want to really share with you about that, especially launching my coaching business, right, is number one, I... I, you know, looking back, obviously there's a million things that I could say that I did wrong and it wasn't perfect by any means, but I also look back on it and I'm really proud of myself that I kept things simple, right? I wasn't trying to help everybody with everything under the sun. I was very clear on that webinar about who I am, what my expertise was, what I did, what I could help people with. And I was selling something that was fully aligned with that. My coaching package, again, wasn't trying to help everybody with everything. It was very specific to what felt good to me at that point. And I think, again, looking back on it, my certainty, even though I remember myself being such a nervous wreck, but my certainty and my skills at that point were certainly what allowed me to make money quickly as well as just keeping it simple and again, not trying to help everybody with everything. But I also am really proud of the fact that I kept my marketing strategy really simple. I think so many people that I speak to, they have a good month or they have a good launch, whatever it is, 
and they have this marketing strategy that worked for them. And then for some reason, they believe that in order to go to the next level, they have to do something different and they have to abandon everything that's working and they have to attempt to break what was to fix what was not broken in the first place. Right. And so rather than trying to do something sexy and crazy and different on that second webinar, I just did the same thing in front of more people. And that's been such a big that's been such a backbone and a, a core basis of my business since then. You know, I'm speaking to you now. I've been in business for six and a half years now. I've w- made well over a million dollars off of, you know, coaching and digital programs and all of those kind of things, right? And most of my money has still come in with those same core philosophies that I didn't even realize that I was sticking to in the beginning of that coaching business, right? Keeping it simple in terms of my marketing strategy and keeping it simple in terms of what I could confidently and passionately offer my people. And so we're going to obviously dive into all of this so much more and in so many more um details and obviously there's more stories to share around all of this but I wanted to share with you again those kind of two first chapters if you will in my business hopefully to inspire you and hopefully to show you and guide you um, towards knowing and trusting that a you can fucking do this If you have passion, if you have a talent, if you have a skill, you can do this, but it's up to you to decide that you can do this and be unwilling to settle for anything less than that and really trust that making more money doesn't require doing more things. It's something that drives me crazy when I hear this from clients. You know, they're trying to create five best-selling coaching packages or courses before they've created one. Or they're trying to implement 92 marketing strategies and they're half-assing them all, right? Simplicity, but consistently implementing, right? Consistently implementing a simple strategy, in my experience, in my opinion, is is going to be what helps you win every single time every single time. Okay. So we've got tons more episodes coming to you. I hope that was helpful for you. If it was definitely leave me a review. This is brand new. So that would help me a ton. Um, and if you're looking to connect with me, uh, which I would love, I would love to have you in the Facebook group, my Facebook group, unstoppable women entrepreneurs, obviously go on Facebook, search for it. It's my favorite place to hang out. I go live with videos there pretty much every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, it really is like, it feels like my party. It's like my little corner of the internet that I love so much. And so I would love to have you there. Definitely subscribe to the podcast and I will talk to you soon. Bye.